Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 150, or should I say 50. But uh, uh, you know what? Before I get into my announcements uh, and before I introduce my very special guest, I want to say rest in peace to Stomper. Many of you have known that he just recently passed away, so we wanted to share our condolences and our prayers to his family uh, who are going through this trial of his loss. Uh, I never got any details of what exactly happened, and but all we do know is that he passed away. So may he rest in peace. So, uh, you know, uh, I, let me mention this. I had him booked twice and both times he canceled. Uh, he said he had some things that he had to take care of. Uh, we kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back, and then it just never happened. Sad to say that's the same thing that happened with Slopane. I was in contact with them. Slopane canceled on me twice. Uh, he had family issues to take care of, working and stuff like that, but never happened. So, but Stomper was booked, so may he rest in peace. So, um, other than that, let me give a shout out to Salvi Mommy. She is going to be in Monterey Park this Saturday at a pop up. Uh, we're going to have her flyer playing during the break so you guys can check that out. And you never know, I may just show up, okay? You just never know. Because I always tell her I'm going to show up, and uh, I may just show up. But this Saturday in Monterey Park at a pop-up, uh, uh, when I announce it again, I'll give the directions, or should I say the address. Um, other than that, once again, submit your music at rodeonradio at gmail.com, rodeonradio at gmail.com. So submit your music, your videos, and a short bio so that we, at least we have some kind of an idea of what we're going to talk about when you're contacted via email. Uh, once again, our merch, if you want to, uh, shirts, hats, beanies, whatever, documixery.com, com. And other than that, uh, if I have any more announcements, I'll go ahead and announce them, you know, after our first break. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very special guest of the night, Troublesome. Yo, 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 what's good, man? Hey, what was that noise you made around? What was it? <laughs> that's dope i like that man yes sir you, you know it's funny bro we've never met and i don't know why when we know a lot of the same people 
Yeah, literally got the same circle, man. Yeah, and it's crazy, man. We've probably been in the same spots or same places, and we just never really, hey, como estas? Probably bump shoulders, mad at each other, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Bought a corn from the same elotero. Yeah, all, all day, you know? Yeah, Fat yeah. boy got to have corn, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think you still have <laughs> a, a, a butter on your No, yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. So how you doing, man? Man, good, good, man. Just grinding, grinding it out, man, 24-7. Getting everything back on track, man, with this whole COVID situation, you know, it's just, uh, it's just put a damper on everything. And this, you know, I'm, I know it's not speaking just for me. That's for anybody that's out there grinding. You know what I mean? Cool. So, uh, you know, just getting everything back on track, getting, you know, getting back on, back on set, yeah. back in the studio, wrapping up the new album, like just a lot of good stuff going on, man. That's dope, man. I know we had been in contact before, as far as uh, trying to get the interview in. Yep. I'm glad we finally made it happen. Definitely. You're here. We're gonna have a dope ass time. Yes, we are. Um, you know, but I wanted to ask you something because I know you're a rapper slash actor. Yes, sir. Before we get into the meat of all the work, uh, the body of work that you have done as far as in TV shows and movies and records, what, what does Troublesome like to watch whenever he has time at home? Ha. Uh, you know what? Step Brothers, man. You like Step Brothers? <laughs> I do, man. Okay, I'm going to confess something. I love comedy, okay? But that's the only one I haven't seen. ¿Sabes por qué? Oh, wow. I'm going to say it in Spanish. Porque este güey, Will Ferrell, me cae gordo. Will Ferrell, I don't like that dude, bro. You know what, man? I, I, anything that he's done post you know post step brothers i'm not a huge fan of either okay. to, be, to be quite frank with you but that movie though man it's just iconic man it's iconic i mean i know word for word i consider verbatim and just just run lines for you you know what i mean it's just uh it's crazy bro it's crazy it's just I, a f very funny movie man i'm gonna have to watch it because other people have told me you, you gotta watch it he did another movie i think it's called old school yeah and i tried watching it yeah and I, I fell asleep three times and yeah. I woke up and it was still on. It, it just comes off a little irritating, man, and it, it jumps around a lot. And right. with with Step Brothers, man, it's you know it's him and John C. Riley, and their uh, the camaraderie between them is just is just is just epic, man. Yeah, you know because it's literally two forty year old men that are acting like ten year olds. It's, it's you know so that that already makes you see what I'm saying. Like you're laughing right now, just me telling you about that. That's without you seeing a lick of any scenes or anything. So. Yeah, once once all the shenanigans start and everything, it's just like, damn, bro, like this shit is hilarious, man. What about the forty year old virgin? Did you like that one? Uh, you know, I never really got into that. I never really watched it, man. Okay, I like that one. You okay. have you have to do watch, it. and I'm gonna tell you why. All right, <clears throat> because the guy is a pretty much a forty year old virgin that collects toys. His whole apartment is just full of toys. He finally <laughs> meets a girl. She comes down. She'll grab like you're like, no, 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 please, that's in mint condition. You can't touch it. <laughs> so he's one of those guys. I don't fuck with the collection, man. Yeah, you can't fuck with the collection. Bro. I don't know. So, um, like, what other type of movies that you would like? Uh, let's talk a little bit of comedy. You a Jim Carrey fan? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a Jim Carrey fan, man. Uh, love comedy. You know, Chris Farley, John Candy. Like, I like some of the old school cats, too, you know. Right. I'm an old school cat. You know, I'm not 20. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, I, I might mention some names that you don't know. But, uh, yeah, man, I, lo I love comedy. I love to laugh. I mean, la laugh is the, you know, that's the creation of everything, man. Laughter kicks yes. everything off. Yes, yes. I, I read a scripture one time that says, laughter does good like a medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's the truth, bro. I laugh a lot. Like, I love watching comedies. My me dad too. is the one who, who introduced me to comedy movies, mostly black and white, like some Bob Hope uh, and Bing Crosby and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Abbott, uh, uh, Abbott and Costello, uh, Lauren Hardy. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I got into Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Definitely. You know, uh, um, one of your favorite sitcoms of all time, past or present? Um... Wow, that's a good question, man. I like a lot of stuff, man. I mean, uh, if you want to talk about it as a kid, like, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. G.I. Joe all day, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, G.I. Joe all day, anything Star Wars, you know? I wanted to be like, you know, a chubby little Jedi. Chubby you know little what I mean? Jedi. Still do. So it is what it is. 
Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, man. But a uh, favorite sitcom. Damn, man, that's a tough one, man. Um, I'll name a couple. Let, let's just say uh, Sanford and Son. Okay. What's happening? Good times. All old school stuff. Three's Company. Yeah. I love Three's Company. I think that was probably my favorite one of all time. Yeah, man. I, well, love the Lopez show, man. You know, worked on him. Worked on him with George, you know, on all, all this stuff. So love those. Uh, definitely love, uh, man, I used to love Different Strokes as a kid. I don't know yeah. if you remember Different Strokes. Of you know, course. Gary Coleman. Of course. Uh, now, like, you know, like if any kind of shoot a must stuff, like I like like Chicago PD. I think that's pretty dope. I'd love to work on that show at okay. some point. Yeah. The, home, the homie uh, the homie Joseph did, uh, Creeper from uh, the Mayans, worked okay. on that show. So that'll I do work. know they take guys from LA out to Chicago. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get my agent, you know, and get on that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like a lot of stuff, man. You know, it's funny you mentioned Chicago because the first time that I was out there was like 92 and watching Good Times, mm -hmm. they're from Chicago. Okay. okay. And you look at all like the low income housings. And I, I told the guy that was the promoter, can you drive us by where it looks like Good Times? And it was all real, man. All all the way up these apartments. Yeah. All the way up. I'm like, fuck, it's really like that. I mean, it was really, really fucking cold. That day, it happened to be like, maybe 35 40 degrees okay all right i was cold as hell because i'm a cali boy i'm not used to that weather same but all the girls that were going to school were wearing mini skirts and tank tops just used to it they were just used to it they were just saying that that was a good day it was a good weather day yeah yeah it's like it's like 40 degrees oh man it's a great day we talk about yeah so i, I didn't <laughs> yeah, get that crazy. Shit. i didn't get that shit. but now now let me ask you this um where exactly did you grow up at? Like, 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 what did you? Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Boyle Heights, you know, born and raised, you know what I'm saying? Um, right there, Indiana 6, right behind the liquors where, you know, where I grew up. And then, uh, you know, moms tried to get me out the mix, you know, because I was, you know, all, all deep in my hood stuff and everything. So she moved me out to the IE and then I just uh, ended up catching all my cases out there. So <laughs> you can't take the hood out the homeboy, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, yeah, that, definitely the Heights, East Sider all day, man. You know, born and raised, that's, I rep it to the fullest, repping it right now. That's that's dope, that's, that's me, man. That's me in a nutshell, man. That's dope. And, and you, uh, a lot of brothers, a lot of sisters. Um, you know what? I I, mean, I have a I have a stepbrother that passed away, and a stepsister, and then I have a, you know a blood sister. Okay. And that and that's it as far as siblings. So. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about your rapid. But before we, I actually get into about you know who inspired you, who motivated you, who encouraged you to sure. do what you do. What type of music were you raised with? Um, you know, my mom, she's she's a rock and roll head, man. So you know, Zeppelin. Uh, a classic rock like you know uh, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, which I still love all that stuff to this day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. I mean, all, all that kind of stuff, man. I mean, you know, me growing up, hip hop was barely coming into its form. You know, so I, you know, and my mom really wasn't. She wasn't a hip hop fan, so I, I didn't get that until you know I, you know, got into it myself. But uh, yeah, classic rock, hard rock, uh, oldies. Oldies was you know been in my life since since the very beginning. Man, I probably heard it coming right out, right out the womb. You know, like I mean, oh. I love oldies to death and. uh Still do to this day, you know. That's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, break dancer growing up? No, man. No, you know, I was, I was uh, I don't think I was a uh, choreographed a good, you know, enough for that. You know what I mean? But don't get me wrong, I tried it. I mean, right. I, I did the whole thing, you know, grab, you know, running around finding cardboard and, you know, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely ran through it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But would I say I was proficient? No, I'm not going to say that. Same here, bro. My legs are too damn long. Every time I try to do windmills, I'll kick it. You're kicking this homie over here yeah, and that homie over there. That's what, that, that was the problem, bro. <laughs> that was the problem. So, yeah. you know what? Your earliest memories of rap, man. Who, what was some of the, or what was the first rap song that you remember ever hearing? Um, wow, that's a good one too. Um, definitely got BNWA, no question. Okay. 
NWA is what would introduce it for me. Um, you know, and then every, and then once once I got dialed into that, right. it all everything like everything like blossomed from there. You know, you, you know. Now let me ask you this because one thing that this generation may not understand that when this record first came out, it had a sticker on there. Uh, uh, what was it? A uh, parental um, advisory, explicit lyrics. Right before that, records didn't come with that. I know. And this was pretty much the first time you don't like common living. Well, fuck you. Like, and we're like, holy shit. He said Did that? he say that? Yeah. 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 And that's one thing that even with my son, because he would listen to that music today, whether it's Gangster Gangster, 8-Ball, or Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Oh, really? You think that was good? And I go, mijo, you don't understand the time and the, the era. It's you not know? good. It's great. Right. It's, the best. It's, it's great. And there was nothing out there like it. No. You know, no, they were they were creating the platform that any of us even claim to be on today. Just like just like if you want to if you want to flip the script. So like N.W.A. was the gangster rap of it. Two Live Crew was like the sexual shit. Yeah. You know, Two Live Crew was saying stuff that no. Oh, my God. You just say that like, you know, their album covers, everything. Everything was just was just ass and tits, you know, like. Yeah, I got a quick story on, on, on Two Live Crew. I was DJing at a hall right here in the city of Carson called San Marico Hall. All right. And one thing about my manager at the time, Steve, he would give me a lot of test pressings. Test pressings were song were twelve inches that or twelve inch vinyls that were given to DJs at radio stations to play. Yeah, exactly. So he would give them to me, and uh, the people would call them promotional copies, or even before some of the radio stations got it, uh, some of the DJs would get it. For an example, say you press up like thirty test pressings of your album, and you give them to the the local DJs. Sure. That's what the, those. That's what that was. Yep. So he gave me, they gave that to me and he gave me a 12 inch on two, a two live crew song. And he goes, you're going to want to play this one. He goes, but it's kind of dirty. And I was like, all right. I take, I take it home. I was like, oh shit. I wasn't going to play it because I thought it was too filthy. Okay. Some girl walks up to me. Can you play We Want Some Pussy by Two Live Crew? And I said like, you know that song? She goes, yeah, I heard it. I was like, holy shit. Now I will say this, all the girls are the ones that always request all the dirty songs. Oh, they're the dirtiest. <laughs> they're the ones that, yeah, the ones that act like, you know, oh my God, I can't believe you're coming at me like that. Like, no, no, they're like the, they're like the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the suciers all day. Dude, That's it goes. I, I throw it in and all the girls, hey, we want some. I was like, oh yeah, we're nuts. Bro. Well, because you know, every, every girl you know, wants to come off classy and they're a freak, you know, you know, behind, you know, behind the closed doors. Right. And that song, let them, let them progress that into the dance floor. Right, so, right. That's kind of what it is, you know. Then Too Short comes in. Oh yeah, bitch. Okay, here's the crazy part, and, and I'm not picking on anybody. I just need to make a point that um, we could say the word bitch and girls don't call me a bitch. You know, don't you call me? A, but if the DJ, where my bitch is at? <laughs> That's so funny, man. It is. Well, shout out to my boy Short. First of all, man, good dude, friend of mine for years. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's funny like that. Well, it's the same thing, bro. I mean, these you know girls are parade around in, in, in bikinis where it covers literally the literally the slit and the nipples, you know. But if you see them in their bra and panties, ah, like, oh, all right, really? Like you're wearing granny panties? Like what's what's the problem? You know, it's just funny stuff, man. It's funny stuff, you know. Or, or they're at the beach, literally just wearing like yeah. a, a, a piece of string. Yeah, a string and two strings on top. And you look. What are you looking at? Yeah. So, so anyway, moving on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. At what point in time would you say, or how old were you when you decided to say, you know what, I'm going to start fucking around with this rap shit? So this is a cool story too, man. And I've, and I've told this to my, to my guy, you know, face to face. So 
the first song I ever wrote was to an okay. You remember here we go. This is old school for all these young cats. When you would get cassette singles, you would get the you would get the explicit. Yeah. You would get the radio version. If you flip the back over, you would get the instrumental. Yes. So, um, exhibit paparazzi man. That's the first beat I ever wrote to. No shit. It was the worst rap ever. You know, I'm not gonna come in here and say that I wrote the dopest rap off the top. It was horrible. But that was the first that was the first beat I ever started actually writing to man. That's a dope ass beat too. Oh yeah, and, and the cool thing is that you know I've I've done I don't know 30, 30 shows of exhibit. I mean it's my dude as well and uh. I, I told him the story, you know, and I told him, like, man, you were, you were, I mean, even though Pac is my biggest influence, hence the name Troublesome, you know, they call me, you know, a little trouble for my hood. So, you know, right. that, that right there came, you know, came into play 100%. But, uh, yeah, Exhibit, man, I mean, he, he was instrumental in, uh, in the whole aspect of me starting to rap and, you know, uh, what beat I felt comfortable, you know, with actually trying to get down to. And, yeah, man, Paparazzi, man, I got a lot of love for that one. I always had love for that one, man. Okay. So you wrote to it. Did you record it and show anybody? No. No, wrote to it, spit it for the homies. And then that was when I decided like, okay, you know what? I think I really, I really want to start rapping. I, I want to get proficient, you know? Okay. Now, now when, when you spit it to your, the homies, what was their response? Was any of it constructive? Was any of it- No, like it, was, it was good. It was, you know, oh man, you know, who knew you could fucking rap? You know, cause I mean, all we did was gaming. I mean, you know, like like back in the day, man, it, I, I, had, I had two, I had two, uh, two directions. It was game banging and females and that's it. Right, you know who we pulling and who we banging on. Like that's what it was about, you know. So right. when the music aspect came into play, because I I already loved it so much, like I told you, you know, once NWA once NWA came in, I just went ham with it. From there, it was it was like a man. I I wrote to I wrote to paparazzi. I actually got something that rhymed. You know, every 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 bar rhymed at the end, and I was like, right. okay, oh man, I could I could rap, I could do this, you know. And uh, you know, getting getting some good feedback from the homies and stuff, and you know, critiquing, but telling me like, man, you just fix this and fix that. Shit's dope as fuck. So that's that's how I you know started work actually working on my craft, okay. And actually saying, man, I want to be a rapper, you know. Okay. And and after that, what came next for you? Did, did were you did you continue to rap off of other instrumentals, or did you did you buy yourself a drum machine? You know, what came next as far as rap is concerned? Uh, never got into the production end of it. I was always an artist. Always went somewhere to do that. But okay. uh, yeah, once I started taking it serious, man, is when I started. Because I mean, first we were just freestyling stuff, you know. Okay. And then once again, that was bad too. That was horrible too. But uh. But you know, I actually learned how to put you know words together, or metaphors and sentences, and you know, uh, wordplay, all that stuff came in, came in came into my situation, and uh, yeah. yeah, okay, so now it's time to take it to the next level, you know. So uh, that kind of that kind of brings in where my partner Cam Capone comes in. So shout out to Cam Capone, by the way, one of Rialto's finest, my dude, man. We came up in the game together in the beginning, and uh, we just uh, you know Cam had gotten a little studio together, man, and uh, we just started recording, man. We just started recording, you know, a lot of stuff and. I had a lot of work to do. He had a lot of work to do because we wanted to sound, you know. Right. We wanted to make a sound and make and make and make a product that people would actually want to hear. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's kinda that's kinda where it really started out. My boy Peter too, solo for thirty first. Uh I used to rap with him a lot. But you know, he he was kinda like the wild freestyle, you know, repetitive all the time and I give him shit about that, you know. But uh yeah, man, it's just uh one once I once I started realizing that I could actually put words together. You know, in in the right in the right format and the right. right right content. Uh, yeah, I wanted to do it, man. Like like all day, every day. You know. Now, at, at that point in time, when you're rapping a paparazzi, did you consider yourself or an artist or how do I say it? Because today it almost seems like anybody that's a Latino is thrown under the umbrella of Chicano rap. Oh, did yeah. you consider yourself a Chicano rapper? You know, I, I have to say, man, um, and I'll do, and, and I have to, I have to give respect to it 100. percent I definitely broke in with Chicano rap, no question. Um, 
all the dude, all the, all the dudes from San Diego, you know, Night Owl, uh, Shadow, Little One. I mean, all these cats, bro. Like you right. know, Proper Dose, you know, you know, from Santa Monica, and like uh, there there were so many Latino rappers that that I that I loved at that time, and that I, you know I'm like, dude, like okay, so so we are in the game, so we are doing this, right? You know, and uh, and with that being said, man, I just you know I'm like. I broke in with Chicano rap, but I always wanted to take it mainstream. Like I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't want to be under that umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be put as okay, another Latino. Okay, it's another Chicano rapper. Let, let's put him in the swap meet. You know, and, and you know, and, and and it's and it's it's horrible that we're done like that because there's so much Latino talent out there. Yes. But uh, even even my music today, you know, the music that I do right now, man. Everything. If you if you sound if you listen to my sound. My my words, my content, my wordplay, the metaphor, everything. I mean, it, it's a craft for me, definitely. I'm not, and I'm not saying that I'm nowhere near the best rapper, but I definitely know that you know that I do what I do, you know. And uh, and I I've always made sure I break out of that. Yeah. So when I broke in with Chicano rap, and that was all good, but when I knew I wanted to take it to the next level, that's when I started pulling away from that, and all my music was going main, you know, going into right. in, a, in a mainstream direction. You know, you know, because I have some cats in here that. Uh, pretty much feel exactly the way you felt, you know, and, and I have to show love to Chicano rappers because Absolutely. because that's what they're for. That's what they want to be known for. More power to them. Uh, definitely. Uh, but there's there's people that have come here and have said, in my opinion, and this is what they've said, Chicano rap has a lid, like it has a roof. It almost seems like it can't go any higher. Always. And uh, they see themselves only performing at car shows. There's stuff selling at car shows and stuff selling at swamis. and And many of them like, I want to make the real money, you know, I want to be bigger than this. So I kind of understand what you're saying. You know, I kind of wanted to break away or become a little bit more mainstream because Definitely. that's where the money's at. You know? well, you, well, you know, man, for me, bro, it, it was about the audience too. I mean, look, now here's the thing. So like, so any, anytime I put, anytime I put together a new record, man, a new project, new album, I, um, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't just do music because it's cool because it's a hobby. Like music is money for me. Music is my life. Music is my heart. And I always, I always attack every market, man. See, I, I don't just do music; I study music. Yes, I know you study music as well, Tony. So you're, right now, what I what I say to you, I guarantee you're gonna be shaking your head yes the whole time because, like, I study music. I attack every demographic, every market. For instance, okay, so like, like I told you, I broke in with Chicano rap, no question. Yes. I'll say that on any platform, whether it's here, national TV, I don't care where it is, you know. And um, but I mean, I I always do Chicano rap records on my albums. I do songs for the lady on my album, you know, ladies on ladies on my albums. I do uh, I do a 420 anthem for all the people that smoke on my albums. I do all my mainstream stuff, West Coast stuff that that I'm known for. Like, I make sure I attack every demographic that I know is gonna hit, man. Because uh, you know, a lot of dudes don't even know, man. They don't make songs for women, man. And women, that's the second biggest buying force in the music game. Yes, kids is number one. Women is number two. Yes. And if you don't know, now you know. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta cater to those women, man. You gotta take care of the women, you know. And you got and you gotta make songs that the kids can flip to. And that's that's kind of the that's kind of the uh, the struggle that older artists have because you know people like e40 there's people that there's people that have kept themselves relevant right now right being 50 years old how are you 50 years old and you're still rocking for 25 year olds in the club yes you know that that's just that's why they're that's why they're at the stature they're at at right. the level they're at and that's i respect them greatly for that man and that's I, I i would love to duplicate that but in my own form in my own style you know well i mean i think they just formed a, what's it they call them the super group is it cube oh uh, uh mount westmore yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, is it Snoop? Um, not, yeah, Snoop. Yeah, Cube, yeah. Snoop Cube, E Forty, and Too Short. Yeah, and everybody's waiting for it. Everybody loves that music. You know, oh, it's gonna be dope, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, Snoop is still the most popular artist or the most rapper around the world. Let me tell you like this, man. So look, once again, shout out to Snoop. 
very, very good friend of mine, man. Show me mad love. I got a lot of stuff coming out with them. We're going to talk about that later. What happened with Snoop is very simple, and you're going to know about this too. For you guys that don't know, you know, know the industry like we know the industry, and, and no, no disrespect to you or anything, just what I've learned from being in it for so long. Snoop's not even a star anymore, bro. Okay, Snoop's a brand. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you're a brand, anything you touch is money. Okay, yes. Snoop has a number one gospel album. Okay, come on, we're talking about Snoop Dogg here, right? Number one selling books. Anything he touches, man, is money right now. And you know, Snoop is on a level now that's so big, man, that, you know, like, you know, remember back in the day, let's say you want to get Snoop on a feature. Man, I got an investor. I got 60 racks right now. Let's go, let's go hit, let's go hit dog. Let's go get him on, on a record. Snoop is on the level now, bro, where it's not even about money. You don't need money, bro. Right. It's about, does he have time for you? Does he, are you close with him like that? And does he have time for you? You know what I mean? And not, not disrespect to any artist or anything like that. It's just the fact that he's not a star no more. He is a brand. And when you're a brand, Anything you touch, man, it's, it's money in the bank, bro. And yeah. that's why you see Snoop venturing out into so many things. He's so smart. His entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial skills, man, are, are just epic. Epic, man. And uh, spending a lot of time with him and, 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 and vibing off of you know his vibe and seeing what he's, the moves he's making and us talking about the moves he's doing. It, it's just, man, I just, when I'm in front of Snoop, when I'm in front of Dog, it's like, I'm like a sponge. I'm just quiet and I'm just soaking it all in. It's letting it all come in because anything he's putting on me is game, man. That's straight dope, up, That's straight dope. up. You, you know, there's a quote that I read a while back says, "Sit down with winners. The conversation is different." Oh yeah, and, and it's true because there's some people you can sit down with, and all they do is talk shit about everybody. Exactly. Then you sit down with people that are winning, and all they do is talk about win, you know winning. Winners don't hate because they don't have time for that. You know, they don't have time for that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, man, you know what? So, um, you did the paparazzi rap. Yeah, man. From there, you continued. Uh, when eventually did you end up getting into a studio where you said, "Okay, I'm gonna start." putting together a single or an album. So my boy, my boy Cam uh, had a good job and, you know, was making good money and stuff. Me, I was in the, I was in the street. I mean, I, I grew up a street hustler, man, like no question. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, any of you guys know that are from the streets, man. Like, you know, when I, I wanted all the best clothes and best shoes and when mom started saying, started shutting, shutting everything down, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go get it myself. Right. So what do I do? I go to my, you know, I go to my, I go to my homies, I get put on, boom, I'm, I'm in the game, you know? And now I'm getting whatever I need to get. So uh, that's how that started. Cam had gotten a good job, man. He put a studio together and he's like, man, let's, let's do this for real. And I'm like, let's do it. And in the beginning, anybody knows, like, can Cam Capone and Troublesome? That was us all day. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, he's he's from Rialto. I'm from L.A. But we're just, you know, but our, our friendship was way above that, you know, which that's not even a thing now, really. But, you know, in the 90s, you already know, bro, L.A.I.E., forget about it. You know, right. that it was just like it was just like all day. So. Um, you know, Cam put the studio together. We got in the studio. We started making records, man, and we started making some pretty good stuff, man. And uh, we were, you know, we we're constantly working on our craft and doing what we we're doing, and you know, started putting albums together and and lots of songs and getting features with major artists, and it just all went from there, man. Who, who was doing the production at that time? Okay, so shout out to my boy Menace, Menace Productions, man. He's uh he he produced probably about eighty percent of my versatility album. He's got records on my new album, which is called West Coast Affiliated. That's not out yet. That's almost almost ready to go. Menace was pretty much making all our beats at that time. That's and that's Cam's cousin. So, okay. uh, yeah, Menace Productions, man, was making crazy beats for us. You, okay, you know, you know, bro, like you know the people out there, man, like the Justin Bieber's and the and the Chris Browns. Yeah, you know, people that were they were literally put here to make music, man. Like you know, you couldn't envision them doing anything else. Right, they they're here for that. Right. Well, to me, that's what Menace is here for, man. He's he's here to produce. He's also a dope rapper too, but but the rapping takes a backseat because he loves to produce more. So. That's dope. That's dope, man. Mm -hmm. So now, so it's safe to say that for the people that may not know, when you dropped your first project, it was a group project? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chemical Point and Troublesome all day. Yeah, I didn't do solo stuff till later. 
Okay, we, we can get into that too whenever you're ready, man. What year was that first one released? Ooh, um, man, um, the first album that Cam did, I believe, was called. Uh, I want to say it was Riding High, man. No, he might did one before that too. Well, Riding High was the album where we really went in on it together. I mean, I'm all over the album. I don't know, six, seven, eight tracks. Okay. So pretty much we're just splitting it down the middle type stuff. It was Cam's album, but it was us together. Okay. I was on everything, doing everything. We were grinding everywhere. We were doing all our shows together. Never doing them solo. Um, okay. That came out in 2000. I want to say 2000. Okay. Now, that album drops. How was the response on the streets? Excellent, man. Excellent. You know, uh, nobody from minus, minus the homie Sly Boogie from San Bernardino, which is also a good friend of mine, too. He's on the new album, by the way. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, there wasn't a lot of cats from the IE that were actually, they're actually getting it, you know? The homie Little Blackie from Riverside, you know, he has a name for himself. Yes. Um, uh, Model Mac also from Riverside mm -hmm. too. Uh, who else? So there, there's, there's a few IE homies, but there wasn't that many cats from the IE that were doing it. And Cam wanted to put Rialto on the map. That was Cam's thing. Like he wanted to put Rialto on the map. He made a song called Rialto City. The song did pretty good. That's the song he's known for to this day. Okay. Okay. That'll work. So when that album came out, uh, um, now for, People that are doing shows today, well, when I say today, just like obviously besides this COVID thing, when we had shows, how were you getting booked for shows as far as for that first album? Man, here's the thing, bro. That that's Cam had the plugs in the beginning. Okay. But once I got my feet in there, like it was, it was, I was just going ham with it, man. I mean, uh, but we were, you know, we were just, we were just submitting our music to people and, and people were filling it and then we were getting booked, man. And me and Cam hit, man, I don't know, 10 states together, 15 states together. Like me and Cam were just like going, going crazy with it, man. Just grinding. Oh yeah, bro. It was not, it was nonstop. But the messed up thing though, is there was a little break in that because I ended up going to the pin, man. So I ended up, uh, I ended up catching a case going away and, uh, Cam was still on it. I was gone. So, I, you know, there was a couple of things that he did where I wasn't, where I wasn't present. But as soon as I came home, you know, the platform was right there. He's like, dude, you got to come back. You know, we get, you know, I was in the studio the, the night, the night after I got, the night after I touched down. Wow. That must have been a terrible feeling too. It was, man, because we had a good momentum going and everything. And yeah, you know, that's the crazy thing, bro. Like, you know, sometimes you'll hear people like pop off, like, you know, with like, oh, old man rapping, rapping or old man this, old man that. And that's just funny stuff to me because see, I, the reason why I was in the game late, bro, is because I was in the streets first. I wasn't in the studio creating my my career. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I wasn't creating that I'm a gang that I'm a gang member. I wasn't creating that I sold drugs. I wasn't creating that I beat people up. These are all things that happen in my life for reals. Right. My battle scars are real. My my hood's real. The penitentiary's real. Everything's real. So right. I I really transition that into what I do, and I hope that people respect the fact that okay, this this is a real street dude that's been through everything that that a, that a homie could go through. Right. And 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 pro, you know and prospered from that. You know what I mean? So yeah. And that's a good that's a good message, you know what? Yeah, because man. you know the thing is that I'm sure that there's people watching right now that uh probably went through something similar uh that you went through. Oh definitely. I, I had this one artist that was here and I won't mention his name, but he had a very positive message and he said this, man, I, I was in and out of the pen, in and out of the pen, in and out of the pen. He says, and I really wanted to do this rap thing. And mm -hmm. the guy's really good. Yeah. And talented. I, yeah, so I told him, if there's a kid out there that maybe doing what you wanted to do as far as either rapping or acting what type of message would you give him about what happened in your life and he said this that what i went through and what i did was a waste of damn time man. oh bro i say that stuff man my my my, my guy back here is with me man I, I, we've talked about it several times like if i just got my head out of my ass early i yeah. I, I mean pretty much man everything i did started a little too late and it, and it cost me like like for instance my west coast anthem record man i shot it out 81 artists on one record Never been done by anybody, especially a Latino, bro. 
So with that, with once that dropped, if that would have been five years before that, man, when when the '90s music was still super, dude, it would have been on. I would have been on. I would have made so I would have made money off that song for twenty years. You know what I mean? You know how these old these 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 OGs, you know, short E40, they have songs that they did. Dude, they're making money on them right now, and right they now. dropped them back in '96, '95, '94. Yeah, that the West Coast anthem would have been one of those, man. No question, man. I've had ARs tell me directly, face to face. It just I just got in the game a little too late, man, and that's because of you know the decisions I made. Yeah. before well cost me a lot but you know everything you do molds you man so well i appreciate you sharing them and you moved on and you know what the, the best is still to come oh yeah man. so we're going to sure. go ahead and take a, a, a 10 minute break uh so let's hold that thought right there yes, and then sir. we're, we're going to pick up on your records and then we're going to eventually get into your movies let's and then it. your uh the phone calls all right so, man okay everybody so once again make sure you call somebody text somebody slap the shit out of somebody let them know the trouble sums them in, in the, uh, okay, that's why i'm not a rapper <laughs> I'm not a rapper. I can't tongue twist like the uh, bone thugs. So make sure you call somebody and let them know that Troublesome is in the motherfucking building. Yes, we'll see you back in 10 minutes. That's like the third time this ever happened to me, man. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodin Radio episode 150. And I just got one little announcement because I'm a man of my word and I want to keep it. Once again, at Pacifico Cantina in Monterey Park, this Saturday, Salve Mommy will be there at her pop-up, and the address is 434 Potrero Grande Drive. 434 Potrero Grande Drive. Pacifico Cantina, so I made your show up, you never know. I made your show up, you may catch me there. <laughs> but with that being said, look, we're gonna go ahead and jump right back into it with Troublesome. Yo, 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 yo. Now, other than that, we were talking about uh, your collabs that you did, first two albums, and then you went away to college. <laughs> And then you can college. <laughs> you came so back, college. yes. <laughs> and then what you did, you actually came back and you uh, released your solo album, if yes. I'm correct, Versatility. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Who produced it? Why the name Versatility? And how many tracks were on there total? Cool, man. So uh, Versatility, man. Well, first and foremost, you know, this was right about the time where I kind of broke away from my partner. You know. Because, you know, the, the streets were calling, bro. And all I was hearing was this, man. When is your shit coming? When is your shit coming? You know, they, they were asking for it. They were asking for it. And they were asking for it. And, I, you know, and Cam <clears throat> Cam had his own, had created his own lane with Three Outsole City stuff and everything. Right. With his situation, he was always going to be the top guy, the number one guy, which I understand. Because, I, you know, with, with a team effort, it happens like that, you know. But I needed to create my own lane and my own brand and my own situation. So, yes. broke away. Did versatility, Cam's on versatility, of course. Uh, majorly produced by Menace. Menace probably did about uh, about eighty five percent of the album. Uh, the album did great, man. Sold almost twenty thousand units independent no stores. I know you understand what that means. That's a really good thing. Uh, that album moved mountains for me, man. It moved mountains for me, no question. And uh, the album, the the record is definitely mainstream sound, hundred percent. But I definitely catered to Chicano rap on it. I catered to the ladies on it. I catered to my four twenty cats on that. Uh, I got club bangers on that. I got, and that hence the reason versatility. I wanted to show, I wanted to show that I can make music for every demographic, man, That's and not just be hardcore West Coast or bitch this and hoe that or you know. I didn't want to be. I didn't. I wanted to show that I had range and depth and I could create content and substance, you know. And that's and that's what the album does, man. And uh, it, it moved mountains for me, man. I did great stuff, man. Okay, look at what do you think. Because the way I like the way you think, you're thinking you're thinking on a bigger scale. Always, many people think 
maybe because they don't they don't have the vision that they just think if I could just get it on YouTube today, you know, pay this platform to throw it on there, maybe I can get a million views and maybe I'll blow up overnight. When back then you were out paying dues, you were out working, you were out traveling, oh, you know what I'm saying? You were out hustling. Yeah, man. And and today I know today's a little bit different and not to talk down on today's generation as far as that they have it a lot easier because back then we didn't have social media. No. You know, so we literally had to go meet and greet people, rub elbows with them, sit down with them, talk to them. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing and hoping to get put on. Which is a platform that still works today, man. So look, here's the, here's the thing, Tony. So back in the day when I was really going ham and trying to get myself out there, I just made sure that you saw this fucking face everywhere. Everywhere, bro. Damn, he popped up here. Damn, he popped up there. Oh, shit, he's in this state. Oh, shit, he's in that state. Like, you know, I, I, I just made sure, man, that my face was out there everywhere. Once I got my, I mean, I was I was itching, man. I was itching and I was dying to get my products in my hand. I mean, you know, my product in my hand. And once I did, once I pressed that first that first rack, that first thousand CDs, oh, man, it was it was ham and eggs from there, man. I was just going crazy with it, man. And, uh, you know, and I, I mean, and see, here's the old school stuff that a lot, that a lot of these new cats don't get, man. They don't know about going to the lowrider shows and going to the super shows and everything else and and working those lines for five hours before you even get inside to work your product inside too you know like i i mean honestly bro there wasn't a, there was there probably wasn't a show i ever did man where i didn't blow through a box of cds man imagine selling 100 cds at a show my cds have been ten dollars since the gate i've never sold a five dollar cd except like if there was a homie that was short on funds or Man, I, I you know I, you know times are tough right now. Like I wasn't gonna deny them the product, you know, right, over right. over some music, you know, a few dollars. But the, the, you know, ten dollars has always been the number, you know. And uh, yeah, man, I've I've always I've always done really good at shows, man. I've always done really good at selling my product. Uh, everything everything self sustaining, man. I did everything myself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it's it's a great it's a more it's a lot more gratifying feeling, right? You know, to do to do things on your own, right? But it's a lot harder too. It's a lot harder work. Yeah. A lot more discipline. You know, you know how it goes, Tony. Yeah. You know how it goes. And, and you know what? One thing that I like is that you believed in yourself, man. Oh, yeah, man. You believed in yourself, you know. And, and one thing that I always tell, especially a lot of youngsters, if you're going to dream, dream big. But you know what? You got to have to believe in yourself because I work with talented rappers that I'll leave unnamed. And they had very low self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, it was to the point where I'm driving them home and they're like, what if this flops? What if it doesn't work? I don't know if I could take that kind of rejection. What if they just tell me you're fucking whack? And, and I'm like, slow down. That's going to happen everywhere, bro. I've been told before. I've been told before that, that, my, that my rap sucks. I've been told a lot of stuff like that, man. But I'm like, but see, here's the thing, though, bro. Okay. All right. Troublesome sucks. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Thanks for the input. But wait a minute. I already got, already got 10,000 CDs sold. But you're telling me I suck. So if I got 100 people to say I suck. And I got ten thousand people that bought the CD, and I and, I, and to this day, their Facebook friends and followers on Instagram and everything that are, that are just that are bugging me, like, dude, when's the next album dropping? I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Yes, there it is. There. Yeah, exactly. So um, versatility comes out. Okay, uh, um, you sell twenty thousand CDs. Well, it, it took it took a long time, man. But right. yeah, I mean, in, in the whole span, in right. its whole lifetime, almost twenty thousand, man. And it's a uh, yeah, I mean, my, my CD presser guy, he just loves me to death, man. The, the numbers I get for a thousand CDs is like nuts because I pressed up them so many times. Awesome, awesome. And uh, yeah, man, I, I I love the album though, man, because it, it it created my platform for me. It did everything for me. Yeah, I know you said that Cam was on it. Who who else was on there? Oh, my artist out West was on it. Um, he's you know amazing artist from uh, Long Beach. Uh, has a very Nate Dog type sound to him. I mean, that's what everybody that's when everybody whenever people hear him, that's who they connected to. Okay. Oh man, he sounds like Nate, you know. 
I hear that constantly. I mean, DJ Quick. When I when I show Quick, when I show, when I show Quick fucking out west, he was like, "Oh man, the things I could do with him and his voice." Like, yeah, Quick fucking even Quick loved him, you know. And uh, yeah, he's on there. Uh, Cocaine's on there. Sly Boogie's on there. Uh, Major Locos on there. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Man, I, I mean, dude, I'm just like uh, Joe Beast is on there. Used to be, used to be an NBA player turned you know turned rapper. Uh, a lot of people are on there, man. A lot of people on the album, man. It's it's really That's good dope, stuff, man. man. That's dope. So, and then eventually, well, or should I say, how soon did West Coast Anthem come out after that album dropped? So the album dropped, man, and um, I did a ma I did a, a major a major production video for it, man. Uh, all the West Coast showed up for it too, man. I mean, I got I got cameos from everybody, man. Snoop, Cube, E Forty, Too Short, Dog Pound. Uh, I mean, you you name it, man. You name it. I mean, like the love I got on that record, man, because you know. No one's ever paid homage to the West Coast like that before. Nobody's ever done a record, man. Shouts out 81 artists on one record, especially a Latino rapper too, man. You know what I mean? So when I dropped that record, man, it's just, I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, if that record, if that record had just come out five minutes, five, five years sooner, man, I, I really think it would have moved mountains, man. Like even more than it already did. Like I'm, I'm saying it would, it would have been solidified because it broke on radio. KD broke it and everything. They, they played it, you know, and it, it did its thing. And, but I mean, I, I never did an official like radio run with it and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. you know, and I even made, but but even then, man, I was still learning at that time too. So like on the record, you know, there there's little mistakes that I made, man. Like you know, like I like I shouted out, you know, certain radio stations when you when you know when you're trying to play it on every radio station, you can't shout out certain radio stations. So you know, even though I knew so much about the game already, there's a lot of stuff that I I learned, you know, right. that I had to learn the hard way because you know, like I told you, I did everything solo. So doing it solo, you learn solo. Right, right, and, and that West Coast anthem. How soon did it come out after Versatility, or was that a, a part of that? Album? No, you know, it's part of that album. Okay, yeah, it's track four on on the on that. And that's still album. available for people to, to view as well. Oh yeah, well yeah, Versatility's still out there, man. You could buy it on all digital platforms. I have full digital distribution for it. I also have hard copies if you want. I do them signed with posters and all that stuff. I mean, I definitely always keep you know a good five hundred to a thousand CDs of Versatility because I still sell it to this day. So that's dope, man. That's dope, man. I'm glad to see you winning, brother. Damn, I'm, I'm working on it, man. So you know what? Now before we get into your we'll get into your uh um your new album soon but i want to sure. ask you something go for it as far what tv shows have you been on man take every, your time everything you probably watch man um i've been on uh, ncis los angeles uh scorpion on cbs true detectives on hbo uh the lopez shows uh what else what else man so much stuff man um shooter on uh, tbs uh, game related on Fox. Oh, man, so many, so much stuff, bro. So much stuff. Now, 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 let me ask you this: What was it that motivated you to get into acting? Somebody saw you. Somebody discovered you at Subway or something, or what is it? Nah, you know what it was, man. Um, so I, I've been rapping since I was sixteen. You know, right. I've been a paid artist. You know, going on fourteen years. Yeah, I've always been an entertainer. You know, ever since I took it serious. Ever since I really, you know, put my feet down and said I'm going in. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I mean, I 12 years, no, no nine to five. I mean, you know, music, TV, movies pay my bills 100%. Awesome. Which, you know, bro, okay, to, to say that music actually pays you is a feat in itself. Yes. That's facts. Because everything you do in music, you got to pay to play. You got to pay for production. You got to pay for, you know, beats. You got to pay for studio time. You got to pay for features. You got to pay for everything that's, you know, artwork. Engineering. Press up. Musicians. Engineering. Yeah. I mean, everything you do costs money. So... You know, um, it's, I mean, honestly, man, the acting right there, it just kind of came natural for me to want to act because I've always been an entertainer, man. I've always been a very animated dude. You know, I'm very funny. I can go from funny to, you know, everybody peeing in the room. You know, I can go from zero to 100 in, in 10 seconds, you know, or five seconds, whatever. So, like, 
the thing was though, man, is that I had, you know, I had that same, uh, that same, uh, naive mentality when I first started, man, like, oh man, I could do that. I could do that all day. Like, you know, these, this is nothing, you know, but man, let me tell you something, bro. Um, I've taken the crap very seriously, man. You know, I, I went to school. I did, I did two years of school for it. Awesome. Did it, did it the right way, bro. Yes. Uh, I never fathomed that acting would be as much work as it is. And then, let me explain why. Let me give you, let me give you an example. Okay. So I've portrayed characters in projects, film and TV. Okay. That, that literally feed off of what I've done in real life, but to portray it with realism on camera, it's a whole different ball game, bro. Now you would think, right? Na naive wise, which is, it's not because anybody's good or bad. Right. It's just the way people think. Okay, this dude's been to the pen. It should be nothing for him to do that. No, bro, it's not like that. Because everything you do on camera, the camera catches it. Any fakeness, any hesitation, any, you remember you were talking about confidence earlier? Right. Any, any inconfidence, the camera catches all that stuff, bro. It catches all that stuff. So you you have to you literally have to be in character and you have to own it man and that's something to this day i'm still learning bro wow. you know I, I, there's i mean i'm not even close to like working actor man emilio rivera danny trejo these are all friends of mine george lopez these are all working actors working actor is when you're not even you're, you're not chasing auditions anymore okay they're coming to you hey emilio we like you for this hey george we like you for that hey danny we want to see if you you know if you're interested in this i mean that that's working actor bro and that's what i'm trying to get to you know and um I'm, but I put in the work, man. I put in the work. I don't cheat. I don't cut corners. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, acting is a crapshoot too, bro. And that, and if you're if you're really in this game, in the acting game, you guys will know this, man. If any, if you're in the acting game, it, it is a crapshoot. Sometimes it just falls where it falls. Yeah. You could go in there and, and knock it out the park and do the best audition that anybody did that day, and you still won't nail it, bro. It's just it's just casting directors are funny like that sometimes, man. Sometimes they just they want a guy skinnier, they want a guy darker, they want a guy lighter, they want a guy this, they want a guy that. So it just it's crazy, man. There's a lot of things that uh they implement, you know, who and what you get on. But I mean, uh, yeah, man. Um, um, acting is definitely my love, my passion. Um, I really feel that I can that I can make it happen on a high scale level, and um, that's why I'm pushing so hard towards it, man. That's you know? awesome, man. And I hope that truly, truly does happen because sitting across from you i see the um the passion that you have for it man. oh man it's a given bro you know now now this may be a silly question it's such, such a broad question no, but um since you talked about acting because the camera catches everything everything bro so now looking back at movies who would you say like either the present or in the past those guys are great actors oh man bro there's so there's so many man um I, you know, I, I got I got to work with Shia LaBeouf on Tax Collector, man. Okay. Uh, watching that guy work, it's just epic. You know, once again, remember how I mentioned earlier about people that are here to do certain things in life. Right. He's one of those guys, man. He's here to act, bro. That is what Shia does. That's all he needs to do, you know? Okay. Uh, you know, it's working with people like him, man, was just, was just epic. I mean, I've worked with some real big names, man. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a huge blessing, man. Worked with Wesley Snipes. He was awesome. Uh, Woody Harrelson. He was great. So many big names, bro. I mean, too many to list, man. But uh, you know, uh, we had no LG here. Okay, good friend of mine. Yes, a uh, good dude and an amazing and, actor as well. And I, I told him like this, bro. I'm gonna be real with you, homie. Uh, I'm jealous of you. Hmm. And he goes like, "You're jealous of me?" And I said, "Yes." I said, "Because you got to meet Clean Eastwood before I did." Yeah. <laughs> because growing up, yeah, he worked that, on the mule. Yeah. Yeah, that's who my guy was. Well, still today, I was just watching The Good, Bad, and the Ugly not too long ago. Oh man. And and, and the acting is just amazing, bro. That's bucket list for you. 
Yes, it is. It, it truly is. As a matter of fact, I went to Carmel. Uh, that's where he was mayor at at one point, uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay. So I went out there, went into a little, uh, like a thrift store, and he still had badges, you know, Clint Eastwood for mayor. That's like my dude right there. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, you know who's a great actor? I think he's an amazing actor is um, Johnny Depp. Huge. So versatile, man. Yes. He could play anything, bro. Anything. Robert Downey Jr.? Denzel. He bounced back to, even after all his all past. All that stuff, man. He got, didn't he get like stabbed in prison or something? Like yes. he got, yeah, like he went to some real stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on he was on his way to death, man. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. He was he was like everybody had written him off. Yeah, and look at that dude now. Look at that. I'll tell you another guy. I hated his ass. I I hated his ass, and then I realized because he plays such a great role. That's why I ended up hating his ass. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. Oh man, bro. You know what, man? Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Tony. Back to the acting stuff. When you love a character, or you want to take you want to take that pistol out of your nightstand and go <laughs> and go lay him down, that's good acting, bro. Yes, yes. If they if they achieve that for you, right? They're definitely doing their job. Yes, that's facts. Okay, if, if you can, not necessarily movies that you were in, but just in general, give me your top five favorite movies. Scarface. Step Brothers. Uh, I have to say, I have to say, Star Wars in in, in its of entirety, of course, because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, man. Same here. It is what it is, whether you like it or not. Diehard Star Wars fan. May the force be with you, <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> and we ain't in church right now. <laughs> um, what else, man? Tombstone. Uh, oh, Tombstone is. The I'm dude. There's so many to name, man. But that that's probably that's probably you know some of my tops right there. I'll be Huckleberry. Oh man, bro! I just watched it last week, man. Dude, okay. Mine now. This is not in order. Uh, of course, I would have to say Gladiator. Love it. Carlito's Way. Love that too. I have an hour in it. Um, Passion of the Christ. I love that movie. Oh, Gibson. The bro. Pianist. Okay. I love that damn movie. And uh, shoot. That's with uh, Adrian Brody, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I may throw in Schlinder's Sh uh, List was just an amazing movie too. But yeah. I had others, but. But those are some of my favorite all-time movies. Oh, of course, I love Harrison Ford and all the indies, you know, and all the everything Indiana that he's Jones. done, mm -hmm. you know. But um, just a lot of great actors out what there. What about Sly, man? Sylvester Stallone, man. Oh my God! See, meeting him, talking with him, getting in with him was one of you, my bucket lists. You met him? Yeah. Okay. See, now I'm jealous of you now. Oh man, he was and he was awesome, bro. We had we had like conference, like full blown conversation. Oh, okay, right? okay. I'm gonna confess something to you. When I work out at the gym. I'm gonna be real with you, and I told my boy uh, Rashidi here, uh, I bump the Rocky uh, soundtrack album one. No way. That's, that's all I bump, man. <laughs> I, I'm a huge, huge fan. And I, as a matter of fact, I was telling somebody today that uh, whenever I go to Philly, it's like tradition that I don't go nowhere else, I don't go eat breakfast, I don't go where I'm gonna go, I gotta visit the Rocky Steps first. And that's what I do, bro. That's your, so, that's your tradition. So, yes. Yeah, so, so with Stallone, is probably second under Clint Eastwood or whoever comes first. Bro. Yeah, man. Him, Arnold. Arnold's one of the one of those for me, too. And uh, most of the Arnold movies that came out, man. Commando, Predator. Those are some of my absolute favorites, too, man. You, you know, now, now think about this. You know, uh, uh, Arnold with his voice, you know, and his accent. People would have probably thought, that motherfucker ain't going to do shit. Man. And blew but, up. Yeah, but you know he did, bro. But you know, you know who's... It's going back to Stallone, man. He's just the ultimate storyteller, dude. Yes. Who's who's made that many iconic characters, man? I know. Rocky, Rambo, Creed, like everything he's just done, bro. You know, expendable. Who would have thought to put all the old superheroes in movies like that, bro? Exactly, bro. dude. He 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 built franchises, bro. 
it's crazy. And I told him that. We talked about the shit. Right. You know, I, I had to let him know that I love him on another level besides, oh, I love you, Rocky. Like, no, it's not just about that. Like, no, the dude is the ultimate storyteller. And if you know his story, if you know his backstory, bro, mm-hmm. oh, dude, you want to talk about versatile story, bro? Like like, like a, a, a story of adversity? Oh, forget about it. I mean, the dude had to sell his dog to, to survive and had to get him back after he got his first deal with Rocky, you know? I saw it's, it's epic, man. Epic I, story. I saw a documentary on just the first Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. On there was no fucking budget. Maybe if when they took a break, people would just maybe get a slice of pizza, like pizza yeah. and water, yeah. and that was it. And he created something that we're talking about today. Well, you know, bro. Okay, so when he wrote the script for Rocky, okay, um, I forgot what what movie company it was, but a major movie company wanted to buy it from him. I think it was like they think they offered him three hundred thousand, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. He turned that down and said, look, I'll, I'll give it to you guys for this, which is like a fraction. I think it was like 50000 uh-huh. He said, but I want to star in it. I want to be the star. I, w- I want to be the main actor. They agreed, they agreed to it. Look what happened, man. I know. He believed in himself. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing movie. And to end, it, to end it with that, let me say this. Look at the soundtracks that he has put together for every single one of those movies, bro. I know. Epic, man. Shit. Epic. Shit. <laughs> I want to be like Rocky on me. Okay, so <laughs> right. okay, so now let's talk a little bit about El Chicano, the movie. Yeah, man. So, um, shout out to uh, shout out to Ben Bray Hernandez, the director. Oh. Uh, Joe Joe Carnahan, he was uh, the producer, and um, that movie, man. So here's the thing: all Latino based movie, Latino superhero. Okay, shout out to Ralph Castillo, you know, good good homie of mine. Yeah, played this, you know, actually played El Chicano. He was the star. Um, working on that film was epic, man. So here's the thing. I came into it really late, though, okay? I, you know, this wasn't with my agency or anything like that. My agent didn't put me onto this. I, I ended up getting connected to it towards the end of the situation, okay? Emilio pra- plays one of the main characters on there. Yeah. Um, he was in a wheelchair at the time. A lot of people didn't even know that my homie Emilio was actually hurt. He'd actually had a critical motorcycle accident where he almost lost his leg. Wow. This guy's still on set working, bro. I mean, Emilio, man, shout out to Emilio Rivera, good friend of mine, very good friend of mine. And uh, his work ethic, man, I mean, I mean, I, I definitely strive to duplicate that because the guy, the guy's a beast, man. And a lot of people don't even know that Emilio, man, worked really hard to get where he's at today, bro. This guy is not just an actor, bro, and he's not just a cholo. He, he does stand-up comedy. He, he, the, the guy paid his dues. Yeah. Paid his dues, bro. So shout out to him. But uh, I got connected with El Chicano. Uh, ben Bray Hernandez booked me on it. Uh, the, there was no more roles available, so I wasn't able to get like you know like a speaking role or anything like that. But he did put me on there as a featured extra. Emilio definitely wanted me by his side, like as his main enforcer. So that's kind of how that came about. And then of course, uh, uh, um, Ben Hernandez also booked my car as well because I have a lowrider, so he booked my Lolo too. So I mean, I mean honestly, bro, I, I got I got paid to drive my lowrider set. I mean, awesome. what what better life is there than that? <laughs> um, awesome. Worked man. on it for about a week and a half. The craziest thing though, Tony, is that they shot it in my hood, bro. All my scenes were shot in the hole. Fourth and Lorena. You know what I mean? My hood, 100%. I mean, I'm, dude, me, uh, like, because there's, you know, on camera, there's a lot of off time. So in between setting up scenes or whatever, you know, all we're doing is hanging out. And I was, I was really close with Emilio at that, at that moment because, you know, I was like helping. There's, you know, because, you know, you know, Boyle Heights, it's all hills. Everything's all hills. So I was having to help push him around a lot, you know, with his, with his daughter and his wife, Yadi, as well. So, uh, we were talking. We were just chopping up, talking. You know, you know, he's from Frogtown. You know, Emilio's from Frogtown. So, he, uh, I, I mean, I'm literally pointing. I'm pointing out to him where I got put on, bro. I'm showing him where I got jumped in. 
It doesn't get more surreal than that, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Emilio, you don't know what you don't know what it means to me right now to be here working when this is where I did all my dirt, bro. This is where I did all the worst of the worst, you know? Yeah. And to be here now making a paycheck, bro, standing in my neighborhood, it's like epic, man. That, you, that, man. that was a huge, huge uh uh high point in my career, man, for no question. Awesome. Even though, even though I, I didn't have a speaking role or anything. Awesome, but you mm -hmm. were in it. Uh in my flame, bro. Straight out of Compton movie. Oh man, straight out of Compton. So there's a really good story for this one, man. <laughs> um, so, straight out of Compton, I know a ton of people that are working on the movie already. Production, obviously, you know, I know Dre, I know Cube, like, you know, Ram Mohammed, which is a uh, Cube's manager. He was a big, you know, he was instrumental in the situation as well. Um, I I went to an audition, okay, in Compton. It was at one of the Compton uh, 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 fields or something like, like a sports center, like like a Compton sports center. I don't remember the exact name. Okay. There was a there was this huge line, bro, all the way around the baseball field. You know, okay, you know how baseball field has the fencing all the way around right. the outside of it. Okay, imagine people lined up every single wall of that of that fence. That's what it was. Uh, me being me, me being me, because I'm always tactfully aggressive. You know, I'm I'm going towards where the action's at and everything. Seeing, I'm scoping it out, seeing what's going on. I remember I told you I'm one of those guys that I'm out there, bro, a lot, like a lot, lot. So I ended up knowing. Uh, 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 F. Gary Gray, which is the director, I knew his. I knew his assistant, and he knew that I was in the game. He knew I was doing acting. He knew I was doing stuff. So he was real excited when he saw me. You know, we did the whole camaraderie thing, hugs and all stuff, and we're talking, we're chopping up. He's like, "Hey," he's like, "He's like, question." He's like, well, how, "How would you feel about playing Frost?" I said, "I said, what do you mean? How would I feel about it? Like, 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 let's go. You know, like, let's go." Yeah. He's like, "Are you willing to grow your hair out? Yes. You know, um, are you willing to cover up your tattoos? Yes, because you know, Frost. He wasn't all tatted at that time. You know, right. or at least not as much as as much as right now." Um, you know, so then he, so then he says, how are you a cold read? Some, you know, and, okay. And just so you don't, so you know, for the acting, a cold read is when they give you your lines on site. You've never looked at them. You've never studied them. You've never seen them. You got to get these lines down about five minutes and you got to go in there and read for people. Okay. Oh, shit. He says, how are you a cold reads? I said, I said, give me five minutes and we'll knock it down. He gives me, he gives me lines. Okay. He gives me lines and I go, I go in there with production and I read them, knock it out the park. They loved me. They love my look, everything. Um, you know, and what had happened was they had actually eliminated the whole aspect of Frost in the picture. Okay. Because you know, if you if you know if you know the game, you know that at the at the time of Ruthless, Frost was right there. Right. You know, easy. He, he was signed easy. Mm -hmm. He was with Ruthless. We all know that. So, um, that part had ended up being like kind of scratched out. Okay. So I was like, damn, you know, because like this close from getting casted, bro, that close. But they did invite me. They did invite me to stay on. And uh, do uh, do you know featured extra work? So and then my boy uh, my boy David Garcia was in charge of one of the casting agencies that was doing the main stuff too. So he was definitely instrumental in keeping me on set as long as I was as well. I was on set for about two and a half weeks, man. That's dope, man. Two and a half weeks, man. Shot. I mean, dude, I made a ton of money on it. You know, because we were working 13, 14 hour days every day. But to work to work on a project, a piece like that was epic, man. Straight out of Compton, me. Come on, bro. Of course, Come of on. course, of course. That's awesome, man. Okay, now uh, the tax collector. I know you touched a little, touched on it a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you might have left something out, or maybe you might want to share. Oh, that's that's another good story, man. So, uh, so the tax collector um, that come, that came from my agency. I'm with the NCA, Nancy Chida's agency. That's that's who my agency is for acting. And uh, they had sent me on on, on on you know on an audition. As you know, tax collector is directed by David Ayer. Yeah. 
you know, we were talking about Training Day. Of course. Uh, Fury, uh, Suicide Squad, End of Watch. I mean, the guy's, he's a blockbuster director. Yeah. I wanted to work with David for as long as I can remember. Training so, Day's a fucking classic. Oh, bro. I mean, come on. So when I found out that it was his project and everything, I was really excited. Did my homework, did everything. Went in for an audition. Got put on a veil. Now with now with acting as well, okay, when you get put on something called a veil, a veil means that it's, okay, Like let's say, let's say a thousand people go and read for the part. A thousand people go in there and read for the part. When you get put on a veil, it's between you and one person. It's 50-50. Oh, okay. So you just beat out 998 people. <laughs> it's between you and one other person, right? Okay. So um, I was I was actually going for the role of Grumpy, which is played by my homeboy, Cuete Esca. Okay. The, the guy that's in the tattoo chair. Okay. Okay. So we were on a veil for that. And I get a call from David Ayer personally, right? So David calls me. He's like, he's like, hey, what's up, Steve? Loved your audition. Da, 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 da. He's like, he's, he tells me, he goes, he goes, I have something more that I think you fit a lot better for. He goes, look, he goes, um, there's a character in the script. His name is Spanky. Spanky is George Lopez's right-hand man in the movie, okay? Now, you know the tax collectors in the movie in the movie are David and Creeper, <laughs> which is Shia LaBeouf. And, um, and, you know, and then, you know, and, and that, that's, uh, what had happened was, is he told me, he told me Spanky is, is, is a main person in the story with George. George and Spanky were doing the tax collecting before they gave it to David and Creeper. You know what I'm saying? Well, so well, yeah, well, that well. was, that was our job. Okay. If you remember, have you watched the movie yet? Yes. Okay. So if you, okay, you know, Brian Ortega's in it, right? Mm -hmm. UFC fighter. Yes. Do, you, do you remember him? Do you remember him revising, revising fucking fat ass Spanky? You remember that? <laughs> I remember, I remember when Uncle, Uncle Louie and fat ass Spanky used to text everybody in the hood. And right. Yeah. Well, he was reference, referencing us. Mm -hmm. the, the reference was to us. We had handed that job down to David and Creeper. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, once we, once we did that, um, you know, they took, they took over the job of tax collecting and, you know, of course, George, you know, became, you know, became the boss and everything. Um, David Ayer had told me, he's like, I, I see you, I envision you and I see you in this role a lot better. He's like, now look, you'll be attached to George at the hip. Mm -hmm. Every scene. Because if you remember the, the movie, right. until George is killed, I'm, I'm in every scene with him. Mm -hmm. He goes, there's one thing though. He's all, he's all spanky, doesn't have lines. You will be cast. Every all that good stuff, but you know, you know, not main cast, but I will be cast. But you don't have any speaking lines, so I, I had the choice of either going for that role, which is where you know you suck with it for about I don't know what about thirty seconds, forty seconds, right. one minute maybe, and he got lines, which is awesome, and congrats to him on that because yeah. he's an amazing actor as well. Or take on the role of Spanky and be and be be instrumental in the entire story. So I would have took that. and then and well and then of course. For David to call me personally and offer that to me, it meant a lot to me too. I kind of felt like it was a time for me to step up and play my position. Yeah. So that's what I did. Awesome, man. Took the role of Spanky, man. Um, you know, and George, you know, George is a very good friend of mine. I've worked on, I don't know, probably seven, eight, nine, ten things with him. Good awesome. friend, you know, good friend, good friend of mine. Always have my back, always watches out for me. Um, to work with him closely like that was, was epic as well, man. So, uh, the tight and then to work with Shia for me, forget about it, man. Forget yes. about it. The dude's yes. just a monster, man. So awesome, awesome. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and take a ten minute break. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna touch on uh, your short film. Okay. Your short film, and then we'll take some calls. Cool. Okay, and then we'll promote your clothing line, your new record, and everything. Let's do it, man. We got a lot to talk about. So once again, everybody, ten minutes. Um, go ahead and warm up your food. Go get go get <laughs> some a beer. Call somebody. Let them know that troublesome is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back ten minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rolling Radio, episode 150, okay? <laughs> 150. 
And we're back here with Troublesome Comostas. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good, good. You know what? Uh, there were some things you wanted to touch on about the tax collector. Yeah, man. So just to let you know, man, we didn't get the theatrical release because of COVID. That's the right. Number, the movie's still number one on, all, on also on digital platforms, man. Uh, shout out to Bobby Soto, who played David, man. And shout out to my homeboy, Conejo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Conejo definitely uh, came, showed up, and showed out. Showed the whole world what he could do, man. So I want to shout him out. I want to shout out Bobby Soto. Uh, definitely David Ayer for the opportunity, man. And I yeah. can't wait to work with them again, man. That'll work, man. Yes, That'll sir. Work. You know what? Um, you were uh, mentioning to me about a short film called Monday. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, man. We'll, we'll brush over real quick, man. So look, I did this I did this short film called Monday. Shout out to my boy, uh, Eddie, uh, Crime City Films. Actually put me in touch with this production that they were doing. Um, I played a character called Sasquatch. And, uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, I know, I know. And um, the the actual the project itself, man, was uh was for HBO. Okay. Uh, it was like it was like a short film contest, and the winner was gonna get like premiere on HBO and all that stuff. So we won the contest, got the premiere on HBO, went number one on HBO. Dope. It, it racked up fifty one awards, man. Um, this is another thing. This is another story about a cold read too. So my boy Crime City calls me one day. He says, "Hey, are you booked or anything?" Because he knows me. I'm always working. You know. He's like, "Hey, you booked or anything? Are you are you open?" And I say, "Yeah, I'm open." He's like. He's like, bro, I got I got something for you. I got a roll. I need you to come down right now. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, let me shave and shower real quick. I'll be down there in an hour, you know? I go down to set and I meet uh his name is Din Tai, and that's the director. And you know, me and him hit it off right away and stuff. And he's like, he asked me, he says, How are you with Cole Reeds? You know, I said, uh, I said, uh, how many pages are these? Like, you know, you got two pages of dialogue. Like, give me five minutes. Put me in makeup, I'll be ready to go. So uh he gives me my lines, I go to makeup, I'm studying my lines, and I do and then we knocked it out, and we knocked it out, man. We knocked it down. Uh, the the short film, like I said, it uh, it racked up fifty one awards, man. I mean, epic, man, epic. I mean, it's it's it's. I've never seen so much information compiled in sixteen minutes ever. It's the dopest project ever, man. I, I I heard I heard they're working aggressively to try to get it to the next level. It should be on the next level, man. I'm real excited about that one, man. So awesome. uh, yeah, it's it's on Amazon Prime right now too. By the way, if you got Amazon Prime, you can put it on there for free. Uh, just type up Monday. It, it's, a, it's a short film. You can't miss it. Super funny. A lot of drama. It's just, dude, 16 minutes, it's amazing. You got to watch it, Tony. You got to no, see no, it, No, most definitely. Most definitely. You know what? I have Amazon Prime, and I never turn the shit on. I it, got, it's right there. I got bro. everything, bro. Netflix, uh, every channel on DirecTV, and I hardly ever do it, uh, hardly ever watch it. Uh, my thing is, when I watch anything on TV, it's either documentaries or sports. Gotcha. But I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, and you know you know what I just, what just dropped to and I, that I'm on? as a uh, Kilroy. Kilroy. Yeah, the movie Kilroy. It's on Amazon Prime, man. I just did that. Um, you know, how to speak and roll on that one. And it's about my homeboy Kilroy from my neighborhood, my rest in peace. Okay. Yeah. He, it's, it's, it's a, you know, starring my boy, uh, Wilson, uh, who play, you know, who plays my homeboy Kilroy, man. Uh, it's, it's a great film. You gotta go check it out, man. Okay. Absolutely awesome. Okay. And you'll see me in there. So, I mean, I know, I know for a fact, and it sucks because COVID was like a major cock blocker for oh, artists bro. and actors. Oh man, you know? bro. I mean, I, I mean, I'm thinking about it like this. When COVID hit, I had 24 shows on my schedule. Every one of them got shut down. Every show got shut down. Every movie and TV production got shut down. So I went from revenue all day to like, oh man, what am I gonna do, you know? So I had to take a little break, man. And that, that's probably why a lot of people are wondering why I've been on social media as heavy right. for the past year or so. I, I had to go where the money was, man. So I had to take a break. I had to get my money in other ways because you know, I'm you know I'm a go-getter, man. You know, I'm a hustler and I, I always get my money, man. That's awesome. So uh, I made that happen. Just, you know, went and took care of that, stacked some loot. Everything's opening back up now, so guess what? I'm right back, right back in the thick of it. Right man. back into it. Yes, awesome, sir. Man, like awesome. I never, like I never left, bro. Yes. Um, you know what? Now I know you mentioned a lot of the actors you work with, but just to add for the people that 
are probably tuning in, just to give them a quick recap, who were some of the major artists, or should I say major actors you've worked with? George Lopez, Noel G, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Danny Trejo, okay. Emilio Rivera, okay. um, Jimmy Smith. Oh, man, there's so many to name, bro. So many monster actors, man. Okay. So many, bro. Now, 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 do you have any bucket list actors that you want to work with? Uh, definitely would love to work with Sly. We know Sylvester Stallone. Like I told you, I met him, conversated with him. Great guy. I would love to work with him. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Will Smith, which, by the way, I almost did. So, you know, David Ayer did the movie Bright. Okay. That was there was a it was a Netflix movie. Um, I had gotten booked for a 14 day gig for Bright, but I was working on a TurboTax commercial with DJ Khaled at the time. Okay. Um, I couldn't get free for the fitting, for like a two hour fitting where they just put everybody in dickies and white tees anyway. Yeah. I, they released me from the project because of it. So I saw so because Willis is a bucket list for me too, and I and I went from 14 days I'm working with them to nothing. And I was just like, no, you know, like I talked to David about it too when we were on set for Tax Collector and. It was unfortunate, man. But you know that—that's how the game is. You can't, you know, one actor can't be two places at once, man. Okay, just let me drop this on your lap. Go for it. First of all, I'll tell you another great ass actor that I love to watch. Okay, it's a uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, uh, oh man, I mean, the Shawshank one, Redemption, man. Yeah, that, that was the first one that came to my Come mind, on, bro. Of course, you know, of course, man, amazing actor. And I'm gonna tell you another guy that's an amazing actor, and everybody already knows it. It's no mystery, of course, Denzel. 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 Now, which movie comes to mind when you think Denzel? Oh, Training Day. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and I have to agree with you, but I'll tell you which other movie I, I, I love, uh, uh, Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Definitely. He played an awesome role in that shit, man. So You know, when I met him, man, when I met, when I met Denzel, man, he, I asked him, I said, Is, can I just ask you for one, one piece of acting advice? Anything you want, you know? And this is, this is something I've taken with me every single day since then. He said, don't ever lie in front of the camera because it always catches you, catches everything. You lie in front of the camera, you're the donkey. And I do that. That is such facts, bro. Now, now, such now, a small thing to say, but right. such a huge impact on what he's saying. Right. Okay. Now, for, let's just say somebody is right now trying to be an actor and he just heard that. Yeah. Can you kind of break that down to him? Maybe possibly what he meant by that? Do do your research, man. Whoever whoever your uh, your character is, whoever you're trying to portray... You want to make sure that you do your work, okay? So what you're going to do is you're going to get you're going to get your character. You're going to Google and find out every single fact you can find out about this character. You're going to look for any kind of live content you can find where you can watch his movements, how he talks, how he sounds, the way he bats his eyes, the way he moves his hands, whatever he's doing. You know, so that way you can imitate these things. And the other thing too is that whoever your character is on a, on a script, you always create your own backstory if there's not one already, okay? If, for instance, if you're playing clumsy from this hood or that hood, and uh, and you're going to be interacting with uh, with with Sleepy from this hood, create a backstory for him. Literally, like go in, act like you're the director, act like you're the one writing the script. Create your own backstory because it puts you in the character, and now you know now you know something about who you're trying to portray. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I heard this. I don't know if it's true. Somebody had told me that uh, I believe it was Jack Nicholson talked to. Um, the guy who just played the Joker, not Joaqu uh, Joaquin... Uh, uh, Heath Ledger? Yes, him. That Rest in peace as well, man. Yes. Supposedly he said... Uh, well, I heard people talking about it. He told them, you know, be careful with that character because that character will consume you. Is it possible? It did. With Heath Ledger, it did. There, there's there's documentation on it. He couldn't get out of character after that. It literally it literally changed him. It's facts. Wow. There, there's, method actor, there's method actors out there, man, 
They cannot get out of character, man. I mean, they get so deep. Like depression starts, evil thoughts. I mean, do every. I mean, this is all real stuff, man. That is one hundred percent real, dude. No shit. Yeah, I swear to God, bro. It's crazy. Wow, I just learned something. Yeah. Okay, well, awesome. Nuts. Nuts, Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and put the number on the screen. And once the number goes on the screen, uh, we're, you know, let's put on these headphones. We're going to take some phone calls. If you guys got a question or anything you want to ask Troublesome right now, it's the time. Uh, we'll keep it at at least maybe two minutes of phone call. Uh, call and ask a question, anything you want. I mean, you want to pour out your feelings, go for it. No, I'm, hey, I'm ready to cry, bro. I'm here. I'm yeah, ready to cry. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so at least two minutes. Uh, if you have a question about his music, about his merch, uh, about his new record, about his past records, uh, whatever movies he's been on, whatever. Go ahead and uh, are we good, Anthony? Okay, cool. Just let us know when we got a caller. Until then, we'll just keep it pushing. Okay, cool. But uh, other than that, I know that you have your clothing line coming out. Yeah, well, it's out already. Okay, it's out already. I think yeah. we we had it on the on the commercial. Yeah, he did. during the breaks. He did. And um, you you just want to speak on, a little bit on that? So my uh, my clothing is called TM Clothing. It's the first ever West Coast uh, official West Coast gear, man. That uh, actually represents all the OGs on the West Coast and the new cats that are putting on for us today. Uh, so I have one that has all the OGs like Cube, Snoop, E Forty, NWA, Too Short, and then I also have a Brown Pride edition. That, that, that represents all Latino rappers. Never been done by anybody in the industry. Because you guys know, man, we never get the recognition or the, or the credit that we deserve, you know? Right, right. So I wanted to do something that was for us, you know, Raza, for us, you know what I mean? Right. So I did a Brown Pride edition. It's Puro Latino Rappers. I have that. I have both of those, you know, on sale and ready for purchase. Okay. Any size, color, uh, hoodies, crew necks, uh, bandanas, beanies, matching snapbacks, bandana socks, all kinds of stuff, bro. That's dope. And, and, and what was the website again? Oh, the website's actually down right now, but it's www.troublesome-music.com. But you could just uh, you could just DM the the the, the TM uh, clothing uh, page, or you could even DM me and I'll, I'll answer. I mean, I may do my social media so Okay. Yeah, we can we can do everything through through uh, DMs. It's fine. That'll work. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing at least twenty orders a week like that. So. Dope, dope. Okay, anybody you guys have any questions pertaining to his music, pertaining to acting? Uh, when is he going to be next? Uh, when's his next show or whatnot? I'll give you guys an opportunity here. If not, then we're good. I know a lot of you guys get shy and don't want to call, but <laughs> it's all good. A lot of guys get shy and don't want to answer questions either. That's the word on the street. Well, you know what? It's funny because I always give everybody here the option, with the, and the majority of the people say no. But call her. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You got oh, a question oh, for oh, Troublesome? Yeah, 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 that's me. I'm the Spencer, the Spencer. My name is Arthur Box Contreras. I, I've been on this show a couple of times. Nice. I want to say troublesome. I want to say troublesome. Hey, man, you got ass. I said, like, dude, what you do, you and Sony A do, I just wanted to call in and let you guys both know you guys are fat ass, and I admire you guys that there's no tomorrow. Only. Oh, man. For both you, Arthur, eh? That means a lot, bro. And you know we do it for you, man. Everything I do, I do for do for my soul, hey, my hey, supporters, hey. man. You keep Rasa alive, homie. You you have to keep Rasa alive, like like Rasa's like us. We got you know what it is, bro. We we we, we deserve we deserve our place in the industry, man. And we got to make sure that that it happens. You know, Tony's doing it on the media side, and I'm doing it on the acting and music side, man. And that's what we're doing. Absolutely, man. 
Thank you for calling in, brother, man. Thank you for calling. You know, it is people like you that make this show happen because without subscribers, without viewers, without you guys, bro, we wouldn't be sitting right here. Man. Absolutely, man. It is you guys that make this possible. So we just we want to say right, thank Kenner. you to you guys. Bro. Hey, much love, Arthur. Gracias, homie. Hey, gracias. They call me Box from Rosemary, homie. Boom. Hey, homie. All right, all right, Boxer. That's what's up, my boy. That'll work. That'll work. Shout out to Rosemary, man. Shout out to Rosemary, homie. Blessed night. Okay, uh, we'll take a, a couple of more calls. If you got the call, hope you guys ain't shy. Go, <laughs> yes, don't be shy. Dry your eye here, because your mother with the two, <laughs> two little, little guys. guys. Your mean mother stepped up said to me, hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. See, oh, man. I can re-rap raps, but I'm not a rapper. So, caller, caller, how you doing, man? Where are you calling from? Hello. Yes, caller, where are you calling from? L.A. L.A., L.A. You got a question for Troublesome? Yeah, quick question. What's up, my boy? If you're trying to get into acting, if you're trying to get into the acting, okay, and you got pants on your head that ain't gang-affiliated, is it better to have hair trying to get into something, or is it better to be bald-headed, show your work, and see what happens? So here's the thing, man. Um typecasting is something that happens a lot in the industry so if that's the look that you're trying to achieve if you want to if you want to shoot for gangster roles cholo roles prison roles you can go with the ball head all day man but if you're but the best thing the best thing i recommend to do is to get head, professional headshots done and to get yourself in different looks so let your hair grow out rock a little fade that way you could be uh the brother or the dad or the guy next door you know what i'm saying you want to keep it versatile bro you don't want to you don't want to limit yourself to one situation hence the reason why i have no like head neck or face tattoos because with long sleeves with long sleeve shirts bro i could cover all my tattoos i, I mean dude I've, I've been i've been a, like i've been a dad i've been a store owner in a christmas movie bro with a red sweater on and a santa hat you know what i mean so like you want to you want to keep it open where you're not just limited to one thing so it's really it's really you know, about you and the the look and the the character you're trying to achieve. Okay, oh. cool. He hung up. You could, right. you could even play a, a priest or a pastor. I I, I have I've done it already. Oh, I, I've been to Hallmark. I've been to Hallmark movies. I mean, look at me, bro. No shit. Facial scars, tattoos, bald head. Like, yeah, I'm in I'm in Christmas movies, like singing carols and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Hell, I would love to see you sing a Christmas. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was on Hallmark. It was called uh, Snow Globe Christmas. Yeah, that's what it was called. I'm gonna have to look you up. Yeah, with Alicia Witt, uh, Donald Faison, Christina Milian. Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's dope, man. I like you keep it versatile. You got to, bro. You could be a Cholo or a Santa. I could do anything, bro. That's I awesome. played a, I played a, I played a homie. I played a Russian. <laughs> I, I, why, dude? Caller. Yo, what's good? You're like a trash on me, Ah, what up, what up, what up? Cubo. You know, my smoking some of guys checking out the show. That's right, homie. How you, how you liking it? That's right, hey, man. You ever worked with Richard Cabral? I have, man. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I did. Uh, I did the uh, pilot episode for the Mayans, and I did episode two on uh, season one. And uh, we worked on a couple other things besides that. And also, we come from the same acting school too. Shout out to uh, Anthony Gilardi Acting Studio because that's where I did my schooling at. That's where Richard came from as well. Uh, shout out to Anthony Gilardi for you know teaching me a lot of fundamentals. And yeah, yeah, I worked with them too. I mean, I've known you know I've known Richard, man. Since probably 2006, I knew him when he was still baby jokes and he was still rapping and wasn't even acting yet. So, oh, wow. yeah, I've yeah. known I've known Richard for a long time. Yeah, bro. That's right. What was that? Yeah, I'd be bumping that shit. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, the Charlie Rocampo days. 
Yeah. Shout out to my homeboy yeah. Chino G. Chino Grande. That's my motherfucking dude right there. Need to bring him back. I know, for real. I know we're, we're going to do a record together. We've been talking about it forever. We just haven't put it together yet, man. Right, right. But me and Chino are not going down for sure. For sure. Awesome, bro. Thank you for the call, man. We greatly appreciate you calling in. Yeah, gracias, my boy. Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to go ahead and keep it pushing. Uh, let's get a couple of more calls. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't. Remember that? Juice soundtrack, remember? <laughs> oh, man. Don't be scared. Just yeah, call. Don't be scared. So um, so now, hold on. Let me bring up some other, some other stuff that... Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so we talked about your clothing line, where they can get it. They can DM you. Yeah. Or they go to T TM Clothing on yeah. your Instagram. Yeah, well. on Instagram. Yeah, TM Clothing. Okay. TM Clothing brand. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then let's talk a little bit about your new album called West Coast Affiliated. If we get phone calls, then we'll just we'll yeah. catch up. Okay. Man, what a monster, bro. So look, my new album, man, is called West Coast Affiliated, man. It's a monster, monster album, bro. Uh, I got crazy features on it, man. I got, uh, let me see. I got, uh, I got Crooked Eye. Oh, Crooked we got Eye. Call? We got Crooked Eye. Yeah. We'll come back to Crooked yeah, Eye. Yeah, let's go. Caller. I'm here. I'm here. Yo, yes, yo, sir. Yo. You got a question for Troublesome? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. Well, let's go, my boy. What, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> All right, I just want to say on this week coming back again this is Mark from Rosie and, oh, okay. and I know you it. watched the way for the podcast. And I just want to say again, man, gracias, man. You guys, hey, I want to say this in, in palabra, homie. You want to, you guys get down, man. And Thank so, you, bro. And I just wanted to call back again, you know, to let let that be known. You and Tony A, I admire you about this, to the extreme. Uh, Tony A, bring Gloria, uh, Gloria, so back again because she's fine like a. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know Gloria. That's the homie. That's the she's homie. Badass, homie. She's badass. Yeah, she can sing her ass off. Yeah. I love her to death. Awesome, she's, she's badass. But hey, troublesome. Yes, sir. Troublesome. Um, uh, I, you know what, man? I look up to you, Carnal, because you, 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 you're the face of us. This is, you know what I'm saying? You, get oh, down. Man. you and Tony are like the face of us. I'm the Rasa, homie. Thank you. You homie. guys are, man. Like, you guys and and that means the world to me because I'll be walking down the street and I'll be hearing some shit. You know, I'm in the SGV, homie. I'm from the SGV from Rosemont. Yes, sir. And, and I'll be hearing some weird ass shit. But you watch those, like, I look up to you watch those and I'll be like, man, there's the homies right there getting down. And check these watch those out. <laughs> they're, it, air, man. they're air time. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. It's air time. This time, I don't mean to call back again, but I just kind of Shout out to Boxer and SGV, man. Yes, sir. Right, Gracias, bro. Gracias. Truly yes, appreciate from the big ass Rosemary, from the big ass Rosemary gang. <laughs> hey man, uh, they, uh, I'm on Facebook, Box, uh, the company Box uh, Contreras, if you could find me on that. Yeah, I know. Send me, sure send me a request, bro. Steve Castillo. Carnal, Steve Castillo, awesome. send, me, send me a request. I'm going to send you a request. All right. Hey, awesome. Gracias, Carnal. Hey, yes, I'll talk both you about soon. Yes, sir. I'll talk both you about soon. All right, Carnal. All right, Gracias. Okay. So back to uh, West Coast Philly, right? Yes. So yeah, man. So I got Crooked Eye on there, man. Um, I got uh, I got Big Trey D on there. Okay. I got Cocaine on there. I got Sly Boogie on there. I got YB on there. You know, YB, formerly known as Little Yogi. Um, I'm with Little Smitty. Who else? I got more majors on there too, man. Oh, Sand Dog, uh, Lazy Bone, Busy Bone. Uh, Omar Cruz is jumping on it. I just hit a Bishop Lamont. I think Bishop Lamont's going to jump on it. Yeah, I got some monsters on this new record, man. Who, who's doing the production on this one? Uh, Menace did production on it. Uh, Talent did production on it, which is uh, YB's producer. Okay. Shout out to Talent. Shout out to Menace. Um, 
Okay. Uh, also, my boy Fred X from Long Beach, man. Shout out to Fred X from Long Beach. He's the one that did my record Slipping Away okay. with Trey D, which okay. is an absolute monster record, man. It's it's talking about when I got stabbed up, bro. So it's a uh, remember, remember. Oh, we got a caller. Caller, caller. You got a question for Troublesome? Yo, yo, yo. Yes. Hello, hello. Yes, I got a question for Troublesome. What's up, my boy? What's up? What's up? Chilling, chilling. Um, Married uh, in the cut. You know? Question. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I got a question. Back in the day, all right, during the MySpace days, uh, there was an album that you and uh, Cam Capone had, and I remember listening to the album. That shit was fire. And Is then it, I, it, I, I could swear, like two weeks later, it got it got taken down, and I want to know what happened to that album. Oh wow, what was it? Was it called Riding High? Was it the one with Straight Rider on there? I believe it's called the Jeet Up Way. Oh, the G Way. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so. That yeah. shit was, was fire, bro. Oh, and then it got taken down. I can't find the album. Yeah, you know, bro. Um, it got put out and then it got taken down like just as fast almost, man. Like, yeah, we did it. I think it was like 17 tracks. And uh that was our uh that was our first uh dual album together, or you know, album together as, as just me and him on everything. Yeah. yeah, so I know exactly what you're, exactly what you're talking yeah. about, man. Um do me a favor, bro. Are, do you have me on social media or no? Do you have me on like Instagram or Facebook? I do not, but I'll definitely search for you. Okay, so look, just hit me on hit me on Instagram. It's at Troublesome Music. No spaces, no underscores. Just hit me. Let me know. Let me know you called in on the show, and uh, I'll do my best, man, to dig up some of those records for you, man, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I can find some of them. Hell yeah, bro! That album was fire. Good production. I'm definitely checking you out. Definitely. Yeah, make sure you check out the new stuff too, man. Check out my versatility album, bro. It's on all major platforms: Apple Music and Spotify and all that. It's also I, I have hard copies as well. And then I got the new album, uh, um, uh, West Coast Philly, coming out as well, bro. Hell yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Hey, appreciate shout out that. to you and shout out to Tony. We'll check it out, bro. Truly Thank appreciate you, you calling, brother. Oh, that's right. So you got all these features. Yeah, how, man. And how many Monster, songs total? Bro. Uh, right now, I'm at, I'm at 13 tracks right now. I'm probably going to like end it at 16. Okay, so, so you're still working on it then? Yeah, it's almost done. Okay, awesome. You know what, Sly Boogie, what was the name of that one song? Um, uh, What's My Name? That's a fuck. Or it's it, or it's nothing. Dude, no, yeah. no, what's my name? Yeah, yeah. That motherfucking song. You know, you know, bro. Not dude, Sly, he's a he's a lyrical genius, bro, honestly, man. He shout out to Sly Boogie, man. He he just he just touched down, as a matter of fact. He had to go do some federal time, man. So he went and did that. Was out of the game for a while. Um the record I have with him, it's called uh it's called uh oh what's that what's that record called? And that again, beat man? that he had he was rapping to. Oh yeah, it, bro. bro. Bro, the record I got with him, so I hooked up with my dude Fred X, okay? He's a producer from Long Beach. He had that verse, and Sly Boogie told me to get at him and get the verse from him because he wanted to be on the album. Mm -hmm. Got with Fred X. Me and Fred X linked up. Uh, Fred X shot me the, the verse. I, I slapped you know Sly on it. Of course, now he's home. We can do stuff live now because he's here, but that's how we got that record done, bro. Crazy, man. Shout out to Sly Boogie, and shout out to my boy Fred X, man. And like I said, he produced Slipping Away. It's featuring Big Trey D and my my, uh, my artist out west, and it's a monster record, bro. I got to play it for you. It's, it's crazy, bro. It gives, gives me goosebumps, man. It's a, it's a crazy record, bro. <laughs> I got to check it out, brother. I Big Trey D, the East Siders, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. The general. Now, now uh, are you, uh, before that, are you going to be releasing any singles leading up to the release, or are you just going to drop it all at once? Yeah, I got a song called California Soul featuring Cocaine, and, I, and, I, and I'm working. I am working on it. Ultra mega major artist on that man. So okay, go for it. Call her, call her. Are you there? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, my boy? Hey, what's good? What's up? How's that out there? Oh man, just grinding, man. Running and gunning right here with Tony. You know, <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah. 
What's good, man? I wanted to ask you a quick question. Yeah, of course, man. I'm right here. How's it been? How's it been with the acting and at what age did you uh, actually decide to start acting? Um, basically, man, with the acting, bro, I've always been I've always been an entertainer, man. Um, you know, with acting, I did my homework and seeing that it was something I really wanted to do. I also seen the longevity too, man, because you could be 80 years old still booking gigs, bro. You know, music you can only do so long, you can yeah. only be on stage so long. So I knew that the acting was a way for me to continue my revenue and uh and just get out there even on a bigger platform. So yeah, I love it, man. I love it. It's my passion. It's my heart. No question. Look forward to seeing a lot more coming from me, man. Uh, I guess l let me ask a question for him as well. Yeah, go for it. Uh, hold on a second, caller. Um, how old were you when you got your first acting gig? Uh, my first acting gig, I want to say my homeboy Carlos Ayala hooked me up with the project. Okay. Project Child. Um, he's from he's from Ball Heights as well. Shout out to him. We worked on a movie called Bullet with Danny Trejo. That was my oh, first. Okay. That was my first project, man. I, and I had lines. Everything. I was all through the movie. It was crazy. Okay. And uh, that's that's where I, I had known Danny before that already, but that was the first time I actually worked on set with him. Okay. So okay. we did that movie, man, and uh, that was that was my first official project. Shout out to Project Child, man, my boy fucking Carlos, because he's the one that he's the one that plugged me in. Okay. Okay. That'll work. Yeah. That's That'll the work. What's up, bro? Well, yeah. Well, I'm just looking forward to your shows whenever, whenever you got them booked and everything. Just let me know. I'm ready to support. You already know me. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, I appreciate that. I'm already booking new gigs as we speak because everything's starting to open up again. Thank God, COVID's finally starting to go away. So. Yeah, man, look, look, look forward to a lot of new stuff for me, man. I'm going back in 1,000% with the acting, with the shows, with everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of stuff for you, man. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Stay, right. stay up and be safe there. Good luck with everything else. Hey, much love and respect, my boy. Love you to death, man. I appreciate the support. Okay, we're going to go ahead and keep it pushing. All right. So, let me see. So as of right now, West Coast Affiliate has no specific date because you're still working on it. Yes. So you're about 13 tracks in. Very soon. You're going to do 16 total, dropping visuals, dropping a, a single, uh, cocaine, like what you mentioned. Yeah, Cali Soul, man. I'm trying to get a real big name on that right now. He's already heard the record, loved it. Shout out to my boy Kiefer for making that happen. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can get that. I don't want to speak on it yet, man. Right. But I'm hoping I can get this monster feature, man, because if I get him on it, it's curtains, bro. Yeah, curtains. You know, um, do, do do you have a specific guy um, that shoots your videos, or do you direct them yourself? Like, uh, it, you being in the acting industry, I know you're critical about how you want to come out on your videos or how you want your videos directed. Do, yeah. do you have somebody specifically for that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I got a lot of directors that I mess with, man, but I don't have anybody specific. But okay. I mean, I would love to do something with Dada, which is Snoop Sky, a good friend of mine. My boy Guap City, man, that, that's he's a good director as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, my boy Lil Smitty's doing videos too. Uh, there's a lot of people doing video stuff right now, man. My boy Crime City, the one that I mentioned earlier for the Monday Project. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's so many there's so many talented dudes out there right now, man, doing cra crazy visuals. So I'm gonna do like four. I'm gonna do like four visuals for the album. So look forward to that, man. Some cinematic stuff, some really good stuff, man. Awesome. Anything that you're trying out for right now, or maybe you got any scripts on something new coming out that people could possibly be looking so, forward to so i got something really big coming up with snoop man i got some really i got some really big coming up with dog it's a it's a tv series man we already shot the whole season 10 10 episodes i am i am main cast on that uh tons of dialogue i play the i play the main homie on the project man it's also uh it's, it's also cj max project too so it's, it's actually cj max project and uh snoop's uh, executive producer and and uh, um, who 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 directed it? If you don't mind me asking. Oh man, 
Um, well, I know Kiefer worked a lot on the directing stuff, but I, I don't remember the director's name, man. Okay, j just I'm just saying because I know I had the the director of hip hop uncovered. And okay, I, I know he's doing a lot of stuff with Snoop. I know he's been shooting a lot of his wine stuff or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. Rashidi Harper. So I just thought maybe it might have been. Oh, him. okay, no, 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 okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't him. But uh, yeah, I mean, we went to the compound, man, which is which is Snoop's, you know, home base in Inglewood, and we we shot everything, man, and uh, it, it it came out epic, man, and it's it's Dub C's on it too, Tiffany Haddish is on it too. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a monster project, bro. I can't wait for you guys to see this, man. And is there a, a specific date? No, no, because they're still shopping it out right now. So. Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah. And then, like I said, I can't even like release the name or anything. Everything's under wraps still. So. Okay. Uh, is it going to be movie? TV? No, no, it's a TV show. Oh, yeah, it's it's TV show platform. So we we shot ten episodes already, That's and cool, as far man. as I know, they're already writing. They're already writing season two. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a monster, man. I'm super excited, man. Snoop loves it. CJ Mack loves it. Dub C's on it. Loves it. I mean, everybody, everybody killed it, man. Awesome, man. Now, now, have you ever been in a scary movie? No, I haven't yet. You know, and I, there, there's a there's a guy there's a director named uh, named named Thomas that I that I know, um, and he does, that's what he specializes in. So he's already told me he has something in mind for me. So it's just a matter of time. That'll work, man. Uh, I eventually, after I finish that, you're gonna rap documentary. I eventually want to do a scary movie. That'd be dope. Like I really, really do. I have a great, great idea for a scary ass movie. Just as long as you're not screaming and stuff, bro. I don't want to hear you screaming or anything. Just, just a little bit, but I get killed first. <laughs> oh, so. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, callers, I, I hope you guys not as scared. So you guys, could, uh, we got a couple of more minutes. And if you guys don't want to call, then we're good. But you know what? Right now is your opportunity. You guys are always talking about take some more calls, Tom. Take some more calls. We're right here trying to take calls, and you guys are lagging it. Yeah, bro. You, I'm got, like, you know what it is? I'm, I'm like. Yeah, you know what you know what it is. Just, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, why don't you play some crickets, bro, so we can hear them? So <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get that soundboard on deck. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's get off. Let me hear. Let me hear. Where are they? Where are they? Where? Uh, See, that's you guys right now. Hey, but you know, it, it could have been worse though. It could have been that from the gate. At least we got quite a few calls already. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure they'd probably rather be keyboard warriors. Yeah, right me, now. me, I'm kind of like, whew, you know. <laughs> There you go. I like that one. Yeah, I know. Okay, so we're going to take one more call. If not, we out of here. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Is there anything that I didn't ask you? Well, I just want to I just want to um, outline some of the some of the promoters and stuff I'm working with for shows this year. Shout out to my homeboy, Bobby D, man. Bobby D, I yes. know you know who he is. Yes. He is an absolute monster on the West Coast, man. Yes. Uh, he supports me and my career a thousand percent, man. Of course, shout out to Snoop and Uncle Snoop's Army working directly with Bobby. Shout out to my boy AD. You know, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Adrian. I used to work with K Day. Yes, he's doing big platform shows too. Shout out to Motorsport Showcase, uh, Arizona Super Show, uh, Lowrider Magazine. All the place, all the people that have that have you know booked me for shows, man. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm ready to work. Let's go. That's that's dope, man. I'm glad that everything's opening up. I'm glad that um, you know that we're kind of getting back to normal slowly but surely. Working on it, man. But uh, I tell you what. Uh, I'm not the type of guy that's like gets easily depressed. As a matter of fact, I've never suffered like from depression. You know, no, I mean, and, me neither. You know, I've Luck, always, luckily, yes, I'm thankful. But I'll tell you what: when they close down the damn gym, because to me that's like PE class. Okay, when they close down the damn gym, I was like, no shit. When they closed down the gym, I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my ass in the fucking gym, bro, for real. Well, whenever you want, brother. I work out in the city of Carson at 24 Hour Fitness. There I'm you there. go. Caller, caller. Oh, nice. Let's go. You're our lucky last caller. Oh, shit. Hello. What's up? What's up? up? You got a question for Troublesome? No, man. I just want to give a shout out. It's uh, Johnny D right here on the line. I want to give a shout out, man, to Troublesome. Yo, yo, yo. Tony, man. 
What's up, man? Appreciate that, bro. Nah, man, I just was watching Tax Collector and all the other movies you're in, dog. It's dope. It's Thank dope to you, see you man. on the show, man. A lot more coming up for you, bro. I promise, man. Just stay tuned, brother. Stay tuned. Awesome. All right, man. I just wanted to say what's up to you guys. I'm going to go back to drinking my 40. <laughs> hey man, I, I ain't mad at you, bro. I'm a little parched myself right now, man. So, oh yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah, tip, tip me back, tip it back for me too. Yeah, somebody uh, brought me a bottle. What, what is it, Anthony? Licor? What is it? All right. Yeah, tequila licor. I'm about to take a couple of those shots, bro. All right, my boy. Much love. Thank you for calling in, man. Yes, sir. All right. So that was our last caller. Okay. That's good. these guys are playing crickets. So, all right. So with that being said, brother. Uh, you pretty much, uh, I asked you pretty much everything. We covered everything. Yeah. So we, uh, your clothing line, you got something coming out with Snoop. Yes. A new album you're working on. It's yes. almost done that almost people are done. looking forward to. Almost done, I promise. And if I'm correct, you're booking shows now for yes. 2021. I am. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, other than that, any shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out? Man, just a uh, shout out to the Lord for letting me do what I do, man. Shout out to my wife for, you know, supporting my, my career and everything I'm doing there. And just shout out to my fucking work ethic, man, because I'm about to go, I'm about to go ham and eggs in this motherfucker, bro. Hell yeah. I like that <laughs> shit. I, 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 I like that. Hell yeah. That attitude, man. You know what? Because a lot of guys, sad to say, they, they put up a post on social media and think everybody's just going to follow, follow in their lap. No. You got to go out there and get you it, gotta man. You got to build it, man. You got to build it. You got to get it, bro. So crazy. So other than that, um, you know what? I got a couple of shout outs and then um, we out of here, man. Let's you know? do it, man. Uh, but first and foremost, let me say this. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. You know, I'm looking forward to much success 2021 from here on out. I'm looking forward to that Snoop show. I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to see Rasa on TV and in movies, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you for creating the platform for me to do this with you. Thank you, brother. Uh, th thank you for your humbling words, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, Anthony, want to give a shout out to Anthony for running this ship. Also, I want to give a shout out to my boy Alex, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise. If your car breaks down, make sure you guys call him. He'll fix it. Even if it doesn't work good after that, he'll still fix it. I'm actually broke down outside right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, he, he, he's a dope, dope mechanic. Sick. And uh, my son, be scandalous for helping me promote this. Yep. And oh, you know what? I want to. I gotta give a shout out. And I, uh, Big D, Magic's manager. Oh yeah, man! I forgot to mention Big D. Oh my God, Big the D. guy that made it happen. The guy that made it happen. Big oh, D, man. much love, much respect, my brother. Yes, this guy always be calling and checking up on me, man. Dude, his work ethic is insane, bro. Yes. Shout out to him, Dub C, MC Magic. Yes. You know everybody he's working with, Little Rob, everybody, yes. man. Absolutely. Big D, what's up, my boy? Yes, I know he watches. So other than that, you know what? Uh, we'll be back um, um, Sunday with a double feature two special guests and at the end of the month at the end of the month I'm just going to drop you guys a little hint little nugget I'm going to have somebody back that uh, we're going to make history here on Rodium Radio he was once here before this is part two and he's got one of the highest views on Rodium Radio and he's back with the vengeance end of the month so nice stay tuned have a blessed night thank you everybody for calling in all the subscribers everybody who logged in everybody who's who commented anybody who's talking crap on the you know the live chat doesn't matter you guys are still watching much love much respect to you guys oh, have yeah. a blessed night my brother much success oh yeah my boy yes sir god bless see you guys sunday <laughs>